Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. Hey, Spooksters. Welcome back to another episode of Three Spooked Girls. It's your girl, Jessica. And I am joined by my favorite ghoul friend, Tara. <laughs> hey, Spooksters. Ghoul friend. Are you getting us in spooky season already? Yes, I love it. Yeah, I like it. I'm excited. It's it's ghoul friend season. It's ghoul friend season instead of girlfriend season. <gasps> We should start at Ghoul Friends Day, like Galentine's yes. Day, but Ghoul Friends Day. It could be our anniversary. <gasps> September 17th. Yes. Ghoul, Ghoul Friends, Friends Day. Day. We're going to we're gonna be annoying and make a post about this. Jessica will make a cool image for me. Yay. I am so excited right now. We've just, it should be a national holiday, Ghoul Friends Day. I'm literally adding this to my to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to like put it in my calendar. Ghoul Friends Day. Yay. Sorry, I digress. (laughs) So we digress. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. And like I said, welcome to an episode. Today, we have a very fun episode planned for y'all. We're going to take a little bit of walk down memory lane for us, Mm -hmm. hopefully for you as well. But let's start with our, let's talk about our show stuff, like, you know, our business. Yes, nice. Yes. So like always, Tara puts that beautiful, wonderful link tree down below in the show notes. It has all of our stuff. It has our new merch store. Have you guys checked out our new merch? Go, go, go. There's probably some coupon code on there, too. Right. I really love, I love this new merch store. It's Spreadshirt. We love it. Um, I think it's Spreadshirt slash dot com backslash three spooked girls something along those it's in the it's in the show notes it's in the link tree it's in the link tree it's in the link tree click it very easy she makes it so easy for us insert clapping noise here for tara and her amazingness because she really does make it super simple so check out our new merch and like tara and I talked about on our lives a little while ago, we're going to be adding new stuff pretty regularly. So you want to, you know, pay attention and see that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have a Facebook group. And also, if you're interested in help supporting our show, check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash three spooked girls or hit the link in the link tree. We discussed this super simple click. And literally a dollar a month can get you access to a bunch of cool shit. Yes. And our five and up guys, they now have a Facebook group. So that's fun. So they'll get bonus lives, mm-hmm. um, some more video content, some extra stuff because we can do little videos and extra tidbits for them in there over there. So it's a little easier than on Patreon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and you can even apparently I didn't know this was a thing. Apparently you can even if you're kind of in between or it's not quite in your budget to do five, but you want to do more than one, you can enter how much you want to do per month because we have someone who they picked their amount. So that's always an option too. Oh. Yeah, we have like a $3 patron tooth, which is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. And Anytime you sign up during the listeners episode for that month, you're going to get a shout out because mm-hmm. we love you. So we're excited for that. Yes. All kinds of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's get down to the important stuff, Tara. What mm-hmm. are you drinking tonight? I brought a sweet red because I just needed it in my life and it's in a cute little bottle. I bought the individual ones. Ooh. I like I know. Those. I love them. It's like portion control for your alcohol. Right? I mean, I have the full-size bottle in my fridge, too, but <laughs> let's be real. It's the travel size, you know, the traveling from your fridge to your recording spot. Exactly. I love it. I'm drinking, it just says Italia Roscato. It's just like a sweet red. I think somebody mm. said this was like the sweet red from Olive Garden or some shit. I don't know. I could be wrong. Oh. Yeah, but it's good. This is what the label looks like. So you can see what I'm talking about. Yeah, you could probably see it. That's pretty. Yeah, but it's super good. What's our drink for this week? I didn't do a drink this week, guys. Fuck. Just kidding. No, because I I sat back and I thought about it. And when we first did this episode, way back when, because mm-hmm. we are revisiting Winchester mm. this week. Yeah. We didn't talk about our drinks. 
We didn't have like a drink of the week or anything like that. Oh, wow. It's that old. We didn't do that yet. Okay. I think it was like our third episode. So I was like, okay, what would I drink? And I'm like, oh, God. And then I was like, I went down this whole like thing about how like you and I spent time together and like something that kind of embodied us. So I bought a canned wine. Yay. (laughs) What kind is it? The brand is Crafters Union and it is rosé and it's from California and I just spilled it on myself. Ooh, rosé bath. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag we're we're cop- we're copywriting that. No one can hashtag rosé bath. That's us. <laughs> we're going to open a spooky salon or a spooky spa and boom. Rosé bath. But yeah, I like it. It looks Let me let me see that label. It's pretty. It's really pretty. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Cute. It doesn't have a very strong taste. Does not or does? Mm-mm, does not. So if oh, you, okay. I was kind of like, "Oh, this rosé is really mild." So if you don't like wine but you're kind of wanting a wine to drink this would be good it's not got like a strong taste of wine to it but it's like so it's like a good intro wine it is a good intro wine there you go and it's portable because like you can throw it in an ice chest right it's in a fucking can come Mm -hmm. on oh god is this like my other one where it's like okay one can is two and a half glasses of wine how many glasses are in a bottle i don't know i think five I buy like boxes of wine now. <laughs> God, I don't know. Please someone comment or we'll look it up and put it in the comments. Yeah, someone let us know how many glasses of wine. It is, and see, that's subjective too. It's, is it <laughs> or our wine glass? So it's usually like five ounces of wine or something like that. It's like a serving. So something like that. Something like that. I also want to point out that I have like several drinks around. Like I have my drink from earlier work day today and it's in my beautiful Winchester travel cup. I have milk. Nasty. (laughs) I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay, fine. (laughs) Shortly before we recorded. (laughs) All right, fine, fine, fine. But it's in my Winchester mug. Oh, I love mine because I bought the same ones. Yeah. Yes, it was a good deal. Mm-hmm. They were like $3. I know. Thomas was like, you bought two? I was like, they were $3. Like, how do you not right? buy two? What if one breaks? Fuck yes. And then on my water bottle, because this is my second, because I have two hydro flasks. Oh, your sticker. She's got all the Winchester swag. I love it. I just didn't put my shirt on. Yep. Or my hat. My hat's back behind me. My hat's over there somewhere. Also, it was a good deal. I think it was like a $5 hat. I don't know if we got it, like, if we were there at, like, season change or not, but. I bet we were. Because it was like early summer, so they were probably switching out stuff. Yeah, I have a really cute shirt. It says like Team Spirited, and it's got like a bunch of like women's spirit looking things. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And I got a tank top, and then I got the kids' shirts, and I don't think I got Matt. I didn't get Matt a shirt there, but I got him salt. Yeah, I got him the salt and pepper shakers that look like the uh, like the shell, the shotgun yeah. shells. Yeah. And then um, a couple other little thingies. So yeah, um, if you guys go, the the gift shop's really awesome. And it's nice because after the tour, if you go in the summertime like we did, like it was hot as balls. <laughs> and we walked in there and it was like, because they literally tell you, we're going to dump you Disney style right into this thing. Mm-hmm. And it like, it reminds me of like now going to Space Mountain, <laughs> how you like literally come out yeah. in the gift shop. And I'm like, what the, what the hell? Buy things, buy all the things. <laughs> Or is it Star Tours that you come out in? I don't know. Oh, Star Tours. Yeah, Star Tours you do too. Yeah. Hashtag side note. I really need to go to Disneyland. Bitch, me too. But that's a different day. That's a different topic. So (laughs) we should get back to Winchester here. Sorry. (laughs) No, it's all good. I'm going to just take over here. I'm going to kick us off with the history lessons going on with Sarah and a little bit about the house. And then Jessica's going to tell us about the spooky shit. And then if you missed our lives few months ago now or a month ago now <laughs> what day is it what year is it i don't know i know this has been my week because when you're listening to this this is the day that uh charles manson episode went up late so sorry love you thank you guys for being so nice about that mm-hmm. yes so i got the history she's got the spooks so and then we'll chat about our experience and all that good stuff on the tour let's do it okay so here we go so sarah lockwood party was her given name she's obviously Sarah Winchester, as we know her. She was born in the summer of 1839 in New Haven, Connecticut, to Sarah Burns and Leonard Pardee. She was the fifth of seven children. Damn. I know. But are you surprised for that time period? No. No, actually, that's kind of mild. Right. Most of these people had like 13 children, so... Her parents um, were actually part of the upper class. Her father was a successful carriage manufacturer. 
little fun fact later during the Civil War, he actually made a fuck ton of money supplying ambulances to the Union Army. At least he's on the right side of history. I mean, this is true. So Sarah was actually extremely smart. She was described as a child prodigy. She learned four languages besides English. She could speak Latin, French, Spanish, and Italian. And she was extremely proficient in musical composition, math, and all the sciences, which is awesome for a woman, especially like in this time period where they were more like baby makers rather than college goers. But hey, <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> um, with that said, though, she was very tiny, which we will get into as I talk about the house. As a full adult, she was four foot ten and 95 pounds. So super tiny. <laughs> she was also given kind of the reputation of the area as a one of the great young beauties. And she was nicknamed the Belle of New Haven. So very well liked and just very well rounded individual. So on September 30th of 1862, Sarah married fellow New Haven resident William Winchester, who she actually had known since childhood because they had went to the same church. She also attended the Young Ladies Collegiate Institute with his sister, Annie. So they had been family friends. Her father-in-law, which his name was Oliver, was actually the co-owner of the Winchester Davies Shirt Manufactory. Sorry, so really, I want to say manufacturer, but... Manufactory, I get it right. And <laughs> and Jessica's like, yes. <laughs> and William was basically being groomed to take over the company, of course, because he was he wasn't the I don't think he was the oldest son, but for some reason he was the one taking over it, if I remember that right. Maybe I'm remembering something else. I could be wrong. No, I think it's like his he and his sister, like I think before we talked about how we thought it was weird that later on in hashtag spoilers when he passes that like all of the inheritance went to Sarah and not her sister or not his sister. Got you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And if someone's got like, well, it's because X, Y, and Z would love to know, to be totally honest with you. <laughs> we didn't, we had that question last time. We didn't look it up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <And> no, <laughs> it's fine. Some things don't change. It's all right. So yeah, William was being groomed to take over the company. However, Oliver had also started developing an interest in the firearms business and took over control of the Volcanic Arms Company. And that's when he established Winchester Repeating Arms Company in 1866. Soon after that, William sold his interest in the shirt company and then he became the secretary of the Winchester Repeating Arms. So that way he was like all in. So I'm pretty sure most people, even if you're not a gun person, you know what a Winchester is. It fucking became successful, obviously. The 1873 rifle was known as the gun that won the West, and the company sold more than 700,000 rifles from that year through 1916. So a fuck ton. And in current day, um, they had celeb endorsements. I don't know what they would call it back then, but, you know, that's what I'm going to go with now. They had people like Buffalo Bill, Annie Oakley, and even President Roosevelt all loved Winchester and, like, were all about it and had a ton and all of that good stuff. It was Teddy Roosevelt. Did I not say that? You said Theodore. Or no, you said... Uh, I said President Roosevelt. I just like for those people out there who were like, which Roosevelt? <laughs> oh, sorry. Because remember, we had two. Oh, yeah, that's true. President history is not my strong suit. It's okay. It's fine. So Teddy, Annie Oakley, and Buffalo Bill. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, they got married, all that good stuff. So we're going to jump to June of 1866. Sarah gave birth to a daughter. Her name was Annie. However, the baby was unable to process calories and died of marasmus, which is essentially malnutrition. And she had passed away 40 days after she was born. That's so sad. I know. It's just terrible. Like, like obviously, something like that they could take care of today. Mm -hmm. But back then, they just didn't have, you know, the technology to. Right. So it's just really sad. And after this, Sarah did not have any more children. Which makes sense, because that probably was very hard to go through. And oh, yeah, that's so traumatic. I can't, I don't want, no. Um, nope. I mean, yeah. and there, I know that 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 time period, there was a sense of, like, just get over it mm -hmm. and produce an heir. But yeah, it's probably, like, she took things very, like, you can tell, like, later in life, she took things very hard. Mm-hmm. And then in 1880, William's father had actually passed away. He was in really poor health. 
So at that point, he had taken over the company. But unfortunately, in March of 1881, William Winchester also died. He had a long battle with tuberculosis, which was a big thing then. Like we've talked about that in like Waverly and other episodes. Actually, it makes sense now that Sarah would have all the money because the dad passed away and gave it all to. Yeah, it's like going down who it inherited to. So yeah, yeah. it's like it's like down and then linear. So yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. So with that said, with his passing, Sarah inherited a 50% stake in the company worth about $20 million in their time. And in today's money, that's uh, roughly $532 million. And then also $1,000 a day, which in our money is about $26,000 a day is what she was earning every single day. So you were saying she was struggling. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I just can't even imagine Jesus. Yeah, I can't even imagine a thousand dollars a day. Like as like in today's world, like if you think a thousand dollars a day, that's like if you work what twenty to twenty five days a month. Yeah, like that's fucking insane for us. But it's like every day. Yeah, there was no stopping. It was literally every day. So people liked their guns. Truth, truth. People had to have guns back then too. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it was a dangerous time to, like, live. (laughs) In her search for what to do with all this money and everything and to kind of, like, deal with her grief because, of course, as expected, she went into, like, a deep depression and all of that. She had lost a child, lost her father-in-law, lost her husband. So lots of loss. Sarah sought help with a medium in Boston, which was just a few hours north of her New Haven home. As the story goes, because, you know, skeptics (laughs) she shared her guilt over the numerous victims of the winchester guns with the medium basically saying like i feel like i'm getting blood money so according to him sarah would be tormented unless she appeased the spirits of these victims and they did this like whole seance thing and basically he said like he saw all of the spirits from the victims of the winchester guns uh like attached to her and all of this shit so fuck that and he had told her the only way, only thing to do was to move west and build a house for the lost souls. Which is so weird because it's like, if I was a clever medium, I would be like, they want you to communicate with them on a regular basis. Pay me. Or he's just like, you know what? Like, let's see if she'll do it. <laughs> let's see if she'll go over to the west coast and build a house for the rest of her life. Yeah. And so she did just that. She packed the fuck up. She left New England and she headed over to San Jose, California. So in 1884, Sarah purchased an unfinished farmhouse in the Santa Clara Valley. Instead of hiring an architect, she enlisted the services of a team of carpenters and then basically directed them to build directly onto the farmhouse under whatever she fucking told them to do, basically. Either to confuse the spirits or some people say like in her seances, it's what the spirits told her, which is obviously contradictory if she's trying to confuse them and avoid them. So whichever camp you have, whichever camp you have. Now, before the 1906 earthquake, which I can't remember what the magnitude on that was. Do you remember? It was a big one. It was a big one. It was bigger than like the ones that just happened in California and the one that happened up here. It was a big ass one. And if interrupt me, if you figure it out or whatever, it's fine. I was going to look it up. Cool. Uh, but the house had been seven stories high and the carpenters may have been brought in initially to kind of like repair the damages that were from the earthquake. Today, it's only four stories. So the house is predominantly made of redwood. And that's basically just because that was Sarah's preference of wood. However... She didn't like the look of it, so she requested a faux grain and stain to be applied, and basically all of the wood in the home is covered of that. It's so weird. Yeah. They made it look like cedar or something else. I can't remember, but it's weird. Yeah. So this took about almost 21,000 gallons of paint for the house. So yeah. Lavish as fuck, as you will come to see. It was a 7.9. 7.9. Okay, there we go. Mm. That was the magnitude of that earthquake. No, thank you. 7.2 was enough for me. Apparently, 3,000 people died. Oh, I'm not surprised, especially because, like, back then, I'm sure, like, you know, the building codes and stuff we have now mm-hmm. obviously is way better. <laughs> it's truth. Okay, so the house itself um, was actually built on a floating foundation, and that's what's believed to have saved it from a total collapse in that earthquake. And then also the earthquake in 1989 which was the Loma Prieta earthquake. If you don't know, this type of construction allows the house to kind of shift freely as it's not completely attached to the brick base. So that makes it a little more safer. It's one of the modern techniques. That's what they do now. Yeah. 
So there are roughly 161 rooms, including 40 bedrooms, two ballrooms, one's finished and one is not, as well as 47 fireplaces and over 10,000 panes of glass, 17 chimneys with evidence of two others. A lot of shit's unfinished in this house, so, you know, (laughs) two basements and three elevators. The Winchester property was about 162 acres originally, but obviously because it's in San Jose, it's in the middle of town. Like, you know, there's a bunch of other stuff around it. It's now sitting at four and a half acres. Basically, that's like the minimum necessary to contain the house and like the, you know, the buildings outside of it. There was like some games and stuff and then like the gift shop, I'm assuming, and then, you know, sheds and stuff like that. Right. And then there's like the carriage. There's like a carriage house. Where they stored the carriage, I think. Yeah, I think that was out like by the bathroom, <laughs> like random. Mm-hmm. Due to Sarah's like, she had really bad arthritis and she was also like super tiny. There are easy riser stairs that replaced the steep stairs when the farmhouse was built for her to make it easier so she can move around freely. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> my daughter was living her best life. She was like, yes, these are my size. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, can we put these in at our house? <laughs> and I was like, uh, no. <laughs> And there was only one actual working toilet for Sarah and all the other restrooms were essentially decoys to confuse the spirits. And this might have also been the reason she slept in a different room each night. And I know our tour guide had told us that sad story about that one shower, Mm -hmm. that one shower they were putting in that she never got to use because she passed away before they finished it. So that sucks. Okay, so I've heard that I heard that on that tour. Yeah. But I remember feeling like that was a contradictory from, like, the tours I have taken in the past. Really? Ooh, call her out. Where they were like, Sarah had used this. So maybe it was something that, like, later on they've developed. Like, they were like, oh, this wasn't actually functioning. Right. Because at some point, I'm pretty sure someone finished the pro, like, finished it. So they were like, oh, but if they look back at the, because here's the other thing. There's no fucking plans for this shit. No, 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 nope. So basically other things that she had that was rare at the time, there was steam and forced air heating, the toilets, of course, and the plumbing. Mm -hmm. There was push button gas lights. And then like we just talked about the shower. So like because it was a hot shower. Obviously, not many people in the 1800s had that. Something I thought was really cool, though, when they were talking about it, like, I didn't know about this, but, Mm -hmm. like, the shower when you walk in, it's, like, these pipes, and it just looks weird. Yeah. And it's, like, all these little holes in the pipe, and so Sarah didn't have to, like, do anything, and it would stop about her neck down, because most women of the time, they'd get their hair done and get it set, so she could wash her body without washing her hair. Right, exactly. Some people are like, oh my God, so like ridiculous and frivolous and stuff. But it's like she did stuff for convenience and stuff to like help her. Think about it. Like she was a very independent woman and she had wicked bad arthritis, which means someone had to like put her in a bathtub. Right, exactly. So this way she got to shower by herself like a real adult. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, that must have like for me, like I would feel horrible having someone to bathe me. But then also because she was so short, mm-hmm. it probably didn't help. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure as she, like, got older and the more her arthritis got worse, I'm sure it just was a nightmare. So. And that's just my speculation. I don't have any proof. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, of course. And like I said, there was three elevators, including an Otis Electric and one that was powered by, like, a rare horizontal hydraulic piston thingy. Mm-hmm. I basically was like, ooh, like, big deal. Kind of thing. Like, obviously, I have no idea what the fuck that means. But hey, it's okay. Because they, they showed us. I feel like they showed they showed us one of them. It may have been that one. Because I know that they try to, like, show you the impressive things on the tour. They don't want to be like, right. and here's the doorknob. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then also in the house, there was a lot of beautiful fixtures and stuff like that. There's parquet flooring. There's crystal chandeliers everywhere. Gilded doorways. And then there was really beautiful stained glass windows, like, all throughout the house. And that was handcrafted by Tiffany and Company. So there was all like we have some pictures. If you're a patron, you saw them on our video. We'll probably post some of our our pictures that we took from our tour when this episode goes up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there were some really pretty ones in there that I just I really liked. Like I liked the flooring and everything. It's cool how they have all that. It's like there's that one window that's the most expensive window. In yeah, the- yeah, yeah. The most expensive window, which is your sticker. <laughs> yeah, it's my sticker. And it's such a cool sticker because it's a wood one. Oh, 
yeah, yeah. And I got the wood magnet, so which is that window too, I think. Yeah, it, and it smelled oh, for a while, like it had a scent. Oh, that's cool. If I put my nose right up to it, I can smell it. But yeah, it's the most it's the most expensive nice. window, and I love because the tour guide is like, it's the most expensive window, and right next to it is the least expensive window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and besides, like all the ghost stuff, she also had this thing with the number thirteen. There's a bunch of stuff in, th- in 13s in the house. So like windows in a room, drain holes in the sink, steps on staircases. I think one of the light fixtures and just like a bunch of random stuff. It was like 13 was like everywhere. The light fixture you're talking about, I remember. They're like, can you tell how many it originally came with? And you're like 13. They're like, no, 12, because she added one. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> that was in like um the one of the ballrooms. I was like, she took like the, you know how sometimes people send you like the extra button of your shirt? She took the extra button <laughs> of the shirt and, and made it a fixture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So with all of the work 24-7 and the mediums and spiritualists and all of this, Sarah kind of built a reputation for herself that she was crazy, for lack of better words, unfortunately, which, you know, kind of sucks because as we learned on the tours, like she was a really good person and she was really nice and all of that. So it just makes me feel bad for her, you know. But she did have a a celebrity come to her house. Harry Houdini came and did a midnight seance in the up in the creepy room that was fucking 100 degrees, literally, when we were there. Essentially, he went because not to prove ghosts were there. He wanted to disprove that there was spirits. Not, And he didn't even do that in a malicious way. That's just kind of how he was. He was a skeptic. But when he held his seance, he said that he couldn't concretely say that spirits didn't exist. So I'm going to guess he had some activity and he probably got the shit scared out of him. (laughs) I mean, I think that's what happens with like every person who tries to do a seance there. Mm -hmm, Right. Except for Ryan and Shane, they get shit every time. Pretty much, right? Jesus. So we're going to go ahead and come to the end of Sarah's story. So in September of 1922, she did pass away. Thankfully, it was peacefully in her sleep. Like, I think everybody wants to die, (laughs) as weird as that sounds to say. Mm -hmm. She didn't have any children, and she wasn't really close with any of her other family. So everything in her will was left to her secretary and her one niece that she was close with. Obviously, she had so much shit in this giant ass house. So the niece took what she wanted and then everything else was sold in a private auction. So if you go there today, all of that stuff, all of the furniture and everything is in that time period, but it's not her furniture because it's just been dispersed everywhere. Mm -hmm. And supposedly it took six work trucks working eight hours a day for six weeks to remove all the furniture from the home and everything. But of course, like everything with Sarah, there's like some biographer who was like, no, that's wrong. But you know, she had so much stuff. It wouldn't surprise me, to be honest with you, that it took that long. Well, and you think about it, like, it's like a 100 and something rooms. Right. And I think the only things that probably are from Sarah is that stuff that was found in that attic. Mm-hmm. But that was because that attic was like sealed off. Right. Sarah sealed it off. And so when they went in, they're like, oh, look, this shit belongs here. Yeah, exactly. So the house wasn't really left to anybody. So the house ended up being sold at auction and it got sold for $135,000, which <laughs> it's like nothing. And basically that was because of the design, just like they said it was unfinished and it was impractical. And then also because of all the damage that was from the earthquake, just the value was really low. So they got a great deal. Well, yeah, because with Sarah, like just earthquake happened. She just was like, oh, don't go in that part of the house anymore. (laughs) Exactly. And so for 10 years, uh, this was owned by John and Mame Brown. And they originally were leasing the house. But then after the uh, the 10 years, they actually bought it. And then in February of 1923, about five months after Sarah's death, the house was actually open to the public with them serving as the first tour guide for the house. Mm -hmm. And then now today, it's owned by Winchester Investments, LLC. It's a private company. And basically, it's just the family of the Browns. And, you know, they've done a great job with keeping everything in the time period and all of that. So I think they've done a great job at just like staying true to the roots for the story and for Sarah and everything like that. A couple little fun facts here, and I'm going to hand it off to Jessica. In the early 90s, the Winchester property, they had a parapsychologist come over his in like a paranormal investigator too. his name was Christopher 
Checkin? I don't know. Yep, sounds right. Checkin. Cool. Uh, and Christopher in, had an investigation. He did a 30-day monitoring of the house, and he did report haunt phenomena on the property, which there are so many encounters, so many stories, you know, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And in 2016, it was announced that another room with period furniture was built in the courtyard, which is that attic space that Jessica was talking about, mm-hmm. with the couch, um, a dress form, a sewing machine and paintings. And we saw that room. And then in 2017, which is, you know, two years ago, they added on that tour that we went on, the Explore More tour. And then this was all the extra rooms that's not with mm-hmm. that original tour. So you get to see everything in the house and everything unfinished. If you go, do it. And you don't have to pay the full tour fee if you add it on. It's like only like 10 or so dollar, $20 extra person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really cheap. Mm-hmm. That is all I had for Sarah and the home. So I'm going to hand it over to Jessica now. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our spooksters a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash three spooked girls and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash three spooked girls and get started today. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. Do you know why I'm super excited about this? Like, why we got this partnership? It's honestly, like, the perfect timing. Yeah? Yeah, because, like, since I'm getting ready to go on my trip Mm -hmm. over to California, like, next week, I went and signed up already, and I downloaded my book so I can listen to it on the plane since I'm a, like, religious podcast listener, and I know I'm caught up, so I have nothing else to listen to. Oh, it's true. That's actually very smart, because I'm sitting over here, like, I have a, like, five-hour plane ride to Tulsa when I go, so that's brilliant. Right? Yeah, and I have been keeping an eye on this, like, thriller, kind of, like, true crime-inspired book that's by an author I really like. It's called Say You're Sorry. It's by Melinda Lee, and they actually had it on there, and you can pick, like, whatever titles you want, so that's what I went and chose for my free book, and normally, you know, it's... Twenty three ninety nine, and I got it for free because I used our URL on that. Awesome. I'm going to check it out. So I'm going to go there right now. So the book that I've been really wanting to read is Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. Because if you know me, I love Reese Witherspoon. And I love the fact that she has this book club and I'm so excited about it. And it's her top one. So, oh, there it is. It's available free with the trial. Yeah, I'm going to do that because otherwise I'd be spending like twenty four fifty. Yeah, heck yeah. I know we were talking about that on our other episodes. So that's like perfect. So yeah, you guys, you can pick any book. You don't have to pick just like the books we're recommending. You can get anything. They have so many different titles you guys can choose from. So to download your free audiobook today, just go to audibletrial.com slash three spooked girls. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash three spooked girls for your free audiobook. Yay. We're going to talk about the scary stuff. Yay. Here's the thing. Like, everyone who talks about these kind of occurrences, I haven't really heard anyone go, oh, my God, I was scared to death. I mean, I think it's people are just scared because it's like a, you know. It's spooky. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about my favorite ghosty ghost in there, which I was very sad I didn't get to see him. Aw. His name is Clyde. Or he's known as the wheelbarrow man. He is seen in a couple places throughout the home. The first place that he is seen is in the Hall of Fires. They think he was probably someone who dealt a lot with like the fireplaces and the repairs and the building of that. Or he's seen in the basement, which is where I really wanted to see him, but he didn't come out and play with me. When people see him, they say they see a dark haired apparition wearing work clothes like from that time period. And he always seems to have a wheelbarrow. Like, I would say the most famous story of him, or what they attribute to him, is an employee was on a ladder one day, and as he was up on this ladder and he was working the Hall of Fires, he felt somebody tap him on the shoulder, which is a huge trait of Clyde's, is that he will tap people on the shoulder, and he turned around and there was no one there. And so he's like, okay, WTF, what the fuck? Okay, cool. And goes back to work, and then he feels his entire hand on his back. And he turns around and no one's there, but they think it's Clyde because he's the type of things that he does to people. He touches them. He like 
will pull on their clothing. He'll like, I think he's just trying to get th- people's attention. And I, my theory around it is, is that people are in his way to do his work because he's always seen in like his work attire with his wheelbarrow. So I feel like he's still doing the work that Sarah paid him to do. I think a lot of them stayed because think about it. Like they like got paid so well. Oh yeah. Yeah. They definitely did. They got paid like three times the normal rate of any other worker in the area. So it was like a dollar twenty-five a day or something like that. And they were being paid like, you know, way more. So I could see where these like individuals would want to stay and protect the Winchester house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Clyde, he's seen walking around and that stuff. So I have a few stories from tour guides. Yay. So a tour guide named Samantha. This is a very, uh, this has been a very well-documented story. She was giving a tour in one of the upstairs bedrooms. It's actually the Daisy Room. And she walked out or walked into the room and she brought everyone in. You kind of like come along this like velvet rope and to like look at all the stuff. And she hears this loud sigh. And it was very audible. So she thought it was like one of the people on the tour Mm. who had like lagged behind. So she popped her head out into the hallway to see what was going on. And she saw a dark figure move across the hallway and it was short. So the theory behind that is, is that Sarah was trying to go into her bedroom and people be in it. So she got upset. She went (sighs) and left. That makes sense. If you were her, you'd be like, get the fuck out of my place. I would say the most recorded things happen is that lights turn off on and off without anyone touching them. Apparitions or dark figures are seen throughout the house. They hear disembodied voices and people get touched. Some people get touched and some people don't get touched. Sorry. It's okay. (laughs) Um, There's a famous photo, which was a marketing piece that they were doing in, I think, 2005. Like right now, I can't think if it was 2005 or 2015. Whatever. It was a 2000 something. And they were taking this photo, and when they looked at the, like, the picture, it turned out that there was what they think is an apparition in the window. And it's, like, of a small woman. Mm -hmm. Though when I look at it, it would definitely be a small woman floating in the air. So, who knows? Yeah. Here's another tour guide story. I love this one. So, her name is Jamie. So, at Christmas time, they decorate the house for Christmas. So, it was in November, and... Because essentially, like, right after they do Halloween, they start to convert to Christmas. Not unlike Disneyland. (laughs) She was upstairs and on one of the balconies, like, she had to, she had to basically climb over this banister and, like, climb up over this, like, shingled roof and then down onto another banister or balcony. And while she was climbing on the shingle, like, shingled roof part, she slipped and almost fell off the roof. Ooh. Right? <laughs> she did not become a ghost. I just want to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> the story isn't about Jamie's ghost. But so she's there and she said she had her hand, like, her right hand on the wall that was right next to her. And so she was, like, recovering. And she's like, I heard clear as day somebody say to me, are you okay? Do you need help? Oh, Jamie replied, no, thank you. I'm fine. And then she said she felt like so her hand is pressed up against a wall and she felt like someone placed their hand over her hand. And like she could feel like if someone was like doing that and say, if you need help, you just have to ask. Crazy. She was like, thank you. I'm okay. And then she said she felt the hand and the pressure go away. (laughs) Chills. (laughs) Right? Right? I'm like, oh, God. Okay. So at Halloween time, they do these, like, flashlight tours, which I've never been on but would really love to go on one. So it's nighttime and, like, people have their flashlights. Well, one of the things that they do to kind of, like, amp it up is they have people dress as Sarah. Oh, God. (laughs) Right? So this one tour guide, she very frequently plays Sarah. And so she runs around the house into different places to try to, like, scare people or to be like, oh, my God, Sarah, because she's dressed as Sarah. And she was sitting in the daisy room. And (laughs) all of a sudden, she hears these, like, cabinets shaking. And she's like, what the hell? Like, she thought she was the only one in the area. So she went to check it out. And the cabinets were open. And these were, like, cabinets that, like, either had to be latched or they were very hard to open. Just there would be no reason for them just to, like, creak open. And so she was like, okay. So she started looking around different places. No one there. Of course not. (laughs) And then, okay. So when we decided we were going to do talk about Winchester again, 
Tara and I often frequent BuzzFeed Unsolved, their YouTube channel, because they're fucking hilarious. Shannon, mm-hmm. <laughs> Shannon Ryan, like, literally tickle my fancy. Right. Um, Love it. <laughs> <laughs> their very first tour or very first ghost hunt was at Winchester. So they did a revisiting mm-hmm. of winchester and they had some great experiences yes oh my gosh yes i'll link it in the show notes because if you haven't watched it it's hilarious Uh, it's amazing i know we're always linking Mm -hmm. them and uh but sorry we love them (laughs) (laughs) we love them and they also do this thing where they do like they call it their postmortem q a and so that one was really interesting because so there's a scene in the in the attic that tara's talking about it's called the witch's keep or whatever it's the specific kind of uh, oh the witch's cap you mean there cap i don't know why i keep saying keep which is <laughs> cap it makes more sense because it looks like a- looks like a hat yeah <laughs> but then i was thinking keep like a princess in a tower yeah that makes sense too what ifs? Right. So which is Cap Keep? They're in there and they're doing this like, and I hate the sound this thing makes. And it's just basically this like super loud frequency thing. And so it picks up different things. Oh, yeah. The spirit box. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I have read about that is that it does pick up like cell phones in the area. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. So like some that's why a lot of times they ask for it to like repeat itself. If like a car was going by, it would pick up for like a second because it's like really close to the road. But it like the car would then be gone. Yeah. And so then they wouldn't be able to do it again. Yeah. So they did keep getting the same voice over and over again. And there was this one moment like when I watched the unsolved episode of Winchester, they were like, voice like inaudible voice like they didn't know what it said but during the post-mortem one of the fans of the show watched it and heard it say he's like okay we're gonna leave now like if you have anything else to say and it says don't leave oh right like oh i just wants you to hang out like whoever it is right and like shane like if you don't know the show shane is like super skeptic he's like whatever nothing scares shane type thing but ryan is more like tara like he's like i believe but i'm scared shitless and i'm a little bit more like shane where i'm like i really want something to happen I'm like a skeptic, but like I want shit to happen. Like Ryan will be like, ask a question. He'll be like, is there anyone here? Please don't answer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I die every time he says like, please don't answer. It's like, oh, poor guy. But so he's talking and someone says something to him. I can't remember what it says. Yeah. Uh, What the entity said, but it's the same female voice twice. And he's like, oh, God, it's in here with me. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of that episode is, like, he's laying, because they they stayed over in the Winchester house. So Shane slept in the keep, and Ryan slept in Sarah's bedroom. And Ryan hears this noise, and he's like, oh, my God, what is it? And he looks out the door, and he screams, because <laughs> the caretaker for the property has, like, is coming to check on things to make sure that, like, they're not burning down the house. Right. It's an actual <laughs> human who has a real job. <laughs> right. Like, he's supposed to be there, and he's like, oh, my God. So then he had to explain that it wasn't just, like, it was, I, I died. Right. <laughs> so should we talk about our experiences? Yeah. Or should we say Tara's experience? This happened in the, it was like the early, early part of the tour. It was like that intro video, Mm -hmm. which was cool how they projected it because they like projected on like these like stained glass thingies. So that was cool. My daughter's with us and my daughter's next to me and then she's like seven, so she can't touch my shoulder. And Jessica's behind me and I feel like something like kind of pressed down, kind of like how that one, how they had something pressing down on their hand. So it was like that. It wasn't like hurting me or scratching me or anything. It was just Mm -hmm. like kind of pressed on me. So I like turn around to Jessica and I'm like trying to be like quiet, not only because of my kid, but also because like I don't want other people to be like, oh my God, because I don't (laughs) like attention. I do a podcast and I don't like attention. Whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's okay. We're both. We're, we're samesies. You get me. So it's fine. No, like literally that's one of my anxiety triggers is people looking at me. Yeah. So that's probably why we do audio. But okay. It works. You know. <laughs> and I just like turned around. I'm like, did you just touch me? And she's like looking at me. She's like, no. I was like, did, did your phone touch me? And she's like, no. And I was like, okay. I just like turned around. <laughs> I just like leave it alone. The reason I'm <laughs> laughing so hard is like I acted like I was like no, and she's like is it your phone. I was like no, like I was like not taking it like something touched her. Like I thought she was accusing me of being a creeper. But I was just like okay, and then we got to like a different like we were, oh we were walking we were like you know everyone's like shuffling out so it's like louder and stuff so I could, like actually like, talk and I was like no literally something touched me and she was like what. <laughs> 
<laughs> so bad. Because one, I was like, ugh. Like, I wish I had touched me because that was like my first reaction is like, why the hell didn't it touch me? And then (laughs) my second reaction was, why didn't you tell me then? Yeah, because I was trying to be stealth about it. (laughs) I know. I'm I'm a failure, though. I was so mad. And like the part (laughs) where like Clyde is at, like where they say they see him the Mm -hmm. most down in the the basement area. Oh, my God. I had to like drag Jessica out of there. She didn't want to leave. I was like, you just go. And she's like, no. And it's like the hard hat tour. Yeah. So it's like the tour that you like. It's the second tour. It's the explore more tour. You. <laughs> so you like really have to stay with the group because they like haul ass out of areas. Mm-hmm. And like I could have just gotten lost, which I would have been fine with. Jessica wanted to belong to the I mean, house. Let's be real. <laughs> I just live here now. It's my home. Like, okay, so I was watching this show and it was, it's, this is this is like actually a scary thing. And this guy is like, you don't, people say they want to live in a haunted house, but they don't know until they happen. And I'm like, as he's saying that, I was like, stop saying horrible shit about living in haunted houses. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. But we kind of like could feel like some cold spots, which it was like over a like 90 to 100 degrees literally in this house. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not like air conditioning or anything. So there's no fucking air conditioning. There's like one air conditioning unit in the whole house. And that's because like if not, it gets to like 140. Yeah, that's in the that's in the witch's cap area in that one attic. Mm-hmm. But our cold spots were not there. Mm-mm. So there was that. And then also like when we were leaving that room, there was this unfinished area that was like dark and We had opposite reactions, which was interesting. So for me, I had like something to be like, oh, like keep looking. I'm like my body and something in my brain is like, no, do not look at it. Like get the fuck away from it. So I was just like, okay, I'm done with this area. And I was like, you know, like I'm not going to I'm not someone to like freak out and be dramatic or anything like that. And especially when I have my daughter with me, you know, they talk about the ghosts and stuff. And she was kind of like iffy sometimes. So we just had to be like, no, you're fine. You're fine. Like we're good. It's daytime, you know, whatever. I had to lie to her so much. Yeah. So me feeling like that, I just had to like not show any like signs of any of it i was just like okay i'm going over here (laughs) and she was totally fine like like when they would talk about it like there was one part where we had to like wait for another tour to go through because we had to like walk through them Mm -hmm. she was like let me tell you some stories that i heard and they were all like really lame like okay yeah and so she's talking about that and her daughter uh, turns to me and she's just like um is this real And I was like, what? She's like, is this story real? And I was like, no. <laughs> and she's like, like, she's looking at me like, are you sure? And it's like, I, I had to like lie to her and be like, no, this is totally make believe. Like, I, I think I probably said something like Disneyland or something like, you know how like there's the haunted mansion at Disneyland. It's the same thing. <laughs> so she's like, oh, but then there was like this look on her face like I ruined Christmas. <laughs> like I told her Santa wasn't real because she was like, wait, that's right? not real. wait the haunted mansion isn't real (laughs) but tara and i did have opposite reactions to that because i had this like uncontrollable force that was like pulling me in and i wanted to get into the hole Mm -hmm. and like two reasons i didn't one i don't think i was allowed to probably not and two i'm pretty sure i was like i want to go in there and tara was like no (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was like "Mm, we're not doing this game today jessica we are not taking somebody back with us i'm sorry (laughs) she's like no no Leave it in there. <laughs> then we will have a ghost host for real. <laughs> <laughs> it's our real ghoul friend. God. <laughs> no, but like, and in retrospect, I'm like, why didn't I just like turn the flashlight out on my phone and like right. look in? Yeah. But also, like, what if I looked in and there was something there? Ew. Right. Yeah. No, thank you. But overall, it was a lot of fun. If you're near there or whatever, definitely go do it for sure. Ten out of ten. It was fun. It's not that badly priced for an attraction like that. Mm-mm. Be prepared to do a lot of walking. Yeah. If you are going in the summer, my advice to you is bring your own water. They do provide water for you, but they're like the little tiny bottles. Yeah. Um, the good thing is, is if you do get overheated or dehydrated, they will they will page someone to come get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really proactive. That's really nice about that. And they they co- they're constantly reminding, and they do put fans around. Mm-hmm. Um, so if like you're really hot, like you could like there would be moments where like we'd walk into a room and there'd be a fan and both Tara and I were like, fuck everyone else. <laughs> we're standing here. Well, I would just drive your daughter in front of it because I was like, she like there were times I'd look at her mm-hmm. and her face was like red. <laughs> I know. And oh, I'd be like, drink but- your water. And she'd be like, I'm not thirsty. And I'm like, 
Mm, your face says otherwise. Right? Yeah. Ugh. Poor thing. But yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. And it is family friendly. You have mm-hmm. to be six or older to go. It really wasn't scary or anything. Like, she was totally fine. She's just very inquisitive. Mm-hmm. So she was just asking all the things. <laughs> she did there was a couple times we had to tell her like let other people ask questions because like she had so many and they were like good questions Mm -hmm. too yeah she wasn't like what's your name and like yeah how long like how old are you no it was like really like so was the lady crazy (laughs) (laughs) and i was like yeah yes (laughs) (laughs) we're done now we're gonna move over here but yeah it's really cool it was a lot of fun so I'm glad we got to go. This is really neat. Yeah. And there's some great like things outside because like even after the tour, you can like wander the grounds and look at the gardens and stuff like that. And there's lots of fountains. Mm-hmm. They have a couple wishing fountains. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of cool little things to hang out and do. And then, you know, some like photo ops and mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. I mean, we literally just put her daughter like on the grass with my phone watching a movie and Tara and I did our lives just like seated in front of the house. Yeah. So. so like right next door. Yeah. There's plenty of room in the courtyards. And I'm sure like fall Halloween time is probably like super busy. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't too bad when we went. Mm-mm. No. I will say I became very upset when I found out that you could have weddings there. <laughs> yeah. Too late. Like I was like, <laughs> what? What? No one told me. Because one, it would have been beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like my time of... Well, it had been cold there. It would have been colder, but it still would have been really beautiful. Because my wedding was a little chilly. Yeah, it was all right. But spooked girl approved. Do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely do it. I think that's all we got. Yeah. So stay tuned for later this week. We'll have another episode of Stabby Snippets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope you guys are enjoying those. Again, thank you guys for last week with our technical difficulties and you know, Tara's amazing at our editing, so. ah, thank you. Technology sucks sometimes. It fucking does. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, all of our information is in the show notes, in the link tree. And um, I hope you guys have a good week. We will see you next time. We'll catch you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, you're listening to Tiffany and Sarah at Nefarious Podcast. Each week we bring you stories encompassed into different themes. Our stories range from the chillingly comical to the downright disturbing. We dive into all things nefarious. Join us as we put a lighthearted spin on otherwise serious topics and get to know us along the way. You'll love us. We hope. (laughs) Find our podcast on all major platforms as we drop new episodes every Wednesday.